and welcome to episode number 63 of the Kerrville podcast. And uh, if you notice, there's uh, one of the cameras that, that isn't, uh, has nobody in it. That's because the person that is usually in it is in the uh, hot seat on the Kerrville podcast as a guest today. Uh, this dude is a great friend of mine. And uh, he came to me in 2020 in about, uh, what was it, September 2020, I think. Yeah. Yeah, with the idea of uh, wanting to put together a kind of a small business network in the area. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time, I wasn't loaded up with radio clients yet. I am now, but I I wasn't yet at that time. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds like a really good idea to put some kind of network together, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so I was like, well, why don't, why don't we do a podcast? So we started the Kerrville Small Business Network podcast. And I, I tell you what, you want to you wanna meet somebody who is an extremely hard worker, who has integrity, who always does the right thing. Uh, you're going to meet him right now if you haven't yet. His name is John Barrera, and uh, I'm honored to have you as a guest today and the co-host of the Kerrville Podcast. Thank you, Michaela. John Barrera. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, crowd, cheering for me. Uh, You recently uh, joined a local realty group. Yes. Yes, I did. The Tinsley Realty Group. Um, I didn't think I was going to get on, and, uh, you know, they weren't taking anybody on. And by the grace of God and my friend Brittany, my my mentor now, um, they, they gave me a chance, and now it's it's time to work now. So you are now with the Tinsley Realty Group. So, yes. uh, if you're looking to uh, buy or sell a house, get a hold of John Barrera. Absolutely. Yeah. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, you can call me 830-496-1791, or you could uh, hit me up on Messenger, buying, selling, investing. And, uh, you know, don't be scared because I'm a new guy. That That's okay. If you're talking to one of us, you're talking to all of us. Yeah. You, you have a gigantic support team behind you. Oh, my you. gosh. It, yeah, it is. And there have been a lot of new real estate agents that started with the Tinsley Realty Group that, I mean, they are they have a huge amount of support. Every question, you're actually, and the way I see it is with somebody that's new, they're going to make sure that everything is checked. They're going to, and it's going to be double, triple, quadruple checked. Absolutely. As well. Absolutely. You know? So, and also with John Brewer, you get integrity, which is, uh, it, it can be hard to come by sometimes. That means a lot, so, Michaela. And I wasn't always true. like that. Yeah. I wasn't always like that. Well, let's, uh, let's back up uh, how your how your story started. Yeah. Before um, we do, I want to say Michaela sells and buys houses, too. She can support you and, and uh, represent you. So, you know. Well, my, I, my I gotta, license isn't active, so. Oh, well. Yeah. See, I was trying to plug you in, Michaela. I appreciate it, though. I really <laughs> do. Yeah. My, my license will be active. Don't want to be too long. It'll be active again. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you. I do appreciate the yeah, plug there. Yeah. Sure. Most people don't know that. Yeah. No, know that, you know, you, you did your 180 hours. You got your license. I, I got to do 90 more here before the end of May. It's 98. Coming, coming up on two years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. SAE. Yeah. 98 here. Wow. Uh, I got about what? Five weeks to get that done. So I got to get on it here pretty mm. quick. But waiting on the gold rush to get over with, and uh, now it's over, so it's time to get serious. Yeah, that, that lady, that, yeah, that, that lady that came on was she kind of upset she didn't win? Uh, Carla, no, she wasn't upset. Listener. That lady was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was awesome. It was funny. She was she's blunt. She is. Yeah. That's what I love about her. Yeah, she's uh, NFG. If you know what that stands for, yeah, uh, she is very yeah. NFG, and uh, I like that attitude. You know. Yeah. All right, so Amen. John, uh, you served in our military. Yes. Yeah. 
I, I did uh, I did my time. I usually don't like to dive into that. You know, I just. What branch did you serve in? I was in the Navy. In the Navy? I was in the Navy, yeah. Okay. Um, that's, that's where, so, you know, that's where, you know, the alcohol and, and drinking really, really uh, took off, you know? So, I, I mean, I know it got, it got dark real quick, but, but, well, uh, it's getting real. Yeah, you know? it, it is, it is real. So, man, uh, the military is usually something I don't really bring up, you know, but, uh, I grew up in Centerpoint and, um, I had a great, great childhood. Um, much love. So many people love me. Um, supportive parents wonderful childhood growing up and then um i i went off to the military actually um i was married actually at the time 18 years old got married. 18 years old yeah. going into the military mm-hmm. married yep and um you know sometimes i bring up on the podcast i broke a lot of hearts and and i let a lot of people down and i did because i was in the i was in the seal program in buds class 281 and uh they have a zero alcohol tolerance policy and uh i am an alcoholic i'm, I'm coming up on almost five years sober that's huge yeah. five years is huge man well it should have been a one lot. day is huge five it, years it is. is really it huge is. yeah but it should have been a lot longer than that and um i you know it's just uh it's just one of those things that you look back on and you you're happy for the lessons that you learned, but you wish that you didn't let the people down in the process. And for everybody I did let down, I, I truly do apologize. I do. And, uh, but, but it makes me who I am. So basically, um, you know, I, I got in trouble with alcohol in, uh, in California and, um, you know, the SEAL program has a zero alcohol tolerance policy, so I, I, uh, I lost my contract, and uh, I went to, to you know, chip and paint and going with the from the most highly motivated people to, you know, just not even having a title down to E one. It was it was a uh, very very heartbreaking. Not just for me. I mean, that's I was a selfish, tough, you know. That's a tough thing to have to deal mm-hmm. with, too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a lot that that goes with with that, and, and so when you lose something like that, I mean that that'll that'll just I bet I bet it would eat you alive. It you did, know? it did, because I was still at the compound at the at the buds compound, seeing my seeing my boys in training, you know, having to having to sweep and and chip paint and paint and watch them go through what I was longing to go through, you know, but anyways, um, after that, uh, I, I, you know, didn't, did my time, got out honorable, whatever. And, um, I, I, I had jobs and everything. I just, I just didn't take anything seriously because I, I had a chip on my shoulder. Like, look, I did this, this is where I come from, you know? Well, first of all, I, I want to say uh, thank you for your service. 
Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't deploy. I didn't go overseas. I didn't. It doesn't matter. You know. Thank you for your service to our Absolutely. country. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Really. But <clears throat> and and uh, there's nothing to, and you know in my opinion there's nothing that should be discounted and I would think that everybody would agree with me. That means on a that lot, you were Michaela. in the service and if you would have been deployed you would have gone. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, if I had the chance to, I, I wanted nothing more than that. I really did. You know, I just, that's why I don't even bring it up. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm being very vulnerable right now. You are, I am man. going and, out of my comfort zone. And for everybody listening, I want y'all to know that, you know, y- you told me in the beginning, I didn't want to do this podcast. Not, not just this particular one. I didn't want to do the whole podcast. We're on 63 now. Yeah. And you told me, you said, John, growth doesn't happen in the comfort zone. I said, I'm not comfortable doing it. And you said, John, it, you know, growth doesn't happen in the comfort zone. And it's true. It's true. If it wasn't for this podcast, Michaela, I, I wouldn't be able to, to speak to the people I speak to the way I do. And, and not just, it's not an act. I'm just being myself around people that I used to be intimidated by, you know? I, I see these, we've had prominent guests in here and they're just people like we are. Isn't that amazing? It is. Like, I, you, like you build these people up, you know, you, you put them up on a pedestal and you're like, man, I can never, I can never go talk to that person. That's the truth. And it, then they come in and they're, they're in the podcast and you find out that they're, they, they get up and uh, put their shoes on and tie their shoes and, yes, you know, put their pants on the same way and and uh get out the door and 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 do their thing just like we do they have Absolutely. you know families and and they're just regular people you know they have their hobbies that they enjoy and mm-hmm. yeah yeah seriously yeah yeah and you uh like we scheduling all, we all eat with the same silverware it's true you go yeah. you schedule a podcast and you call somebody on the phone and you hear the kids screaming in the back dogs barking you're like that's that's like that sounds like my house you know yeah it's the same thing but, yeah. but I, everybody's got their struggles and, and I'm, I'm being vulnerable. I'm letting y'all know, um, that's what happened. That, that was probably the darkest, um, days I went through. Uh, so, so after that, I felt sorry for myself for like eight years. I would hold jobs and, and, um, and I have lots of different trades under my belt, but I felt sorry for myself and I just, I just, uh, took it out on my body with, with alcohol. I lost relationships and, um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I did what I did and, uh, <clears throat> I wasn't out stealing or, or, you know, graffiti or causing like true trouble. I just drank too much. I drank way too much. And, um, I just, I just had too, too good of a time, I guess. And uh, I, I wasn't like a troublemaker. When, when's your five years? Five years is um, August the 19th. August 19th is five years. But but yeah, anyways, um, I'm not trying to uh, justify my my past, but I just, you know, I, I don't want my our listeners thinking that I was a... Uh, you know, I'd go out and rob banks or anything. Right, I mean, right. I, I, or or even steal or, you know. But you know what? Even if you did, the past doesn't matter. You yeah. know, it's all about, it's all about what, what's in here right now. Seriously. I mean, we, we've had guests on the Curval Podcast with questionable past. Mm-hmm. I have a questionable past. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm an alcoholic. I, I, I spent 15 years of my life, you know, with drugs and alcohol, you know, and, but that does, does that define me? No, absolutely not. You know, it's, it's just something we've been through and, and, uh, I think it, I think it, uh, molds, you know, all of this that we've been through, I wouldn't cherish my life like I do if I hadn't gone through that. Really? I wouldn't have, right, I, w- yeah. I wouldn't be cherishing, like I wake up and I have my girls, my daughter, my wife, I have a little boy on the way and, and, and man, we're just like little things like just sitting at the table in our own house, eating chicken nuggets and mashed potatoes and green beans. That's life, man. And I, I cherish those moments now. And, um, uh, so fast forward to after, you know, after all the dark days and, and all that, I was like, look, I, so my me and my brother um uh, he's like you want to move to corpus with me i'm like cool so we moved to corpus we have a house right there on ocean well apartment right there on ocean drive our own pier and everything and wow yeah we're we're fishing out there for like a year and a half and then um you know he moved back to kerrville and i moved in with my girlfriend at the time who was sheena and we met at Applebee's, and she was my trainer at Applebee's. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were servers at Applebee's. She was my trainer, and uh, she's still training me, you know. <laughs> I she, I still see her as my trainer, but, um, you know, we, we had an apartment there, and we were there for like a year. And one day, I was supposed to go pick her up from work in her little blue Toyota Corolla, and uh, I got drunk at the apartment by myself. And I passed out and she walked all the way through the bad side of Corpus Christi, all the way back to the apartment from SPID Applebee's. And uh, I woke up the next morning and, you know, she was kind of upset, not like yelling, but just kind of sad. Like, I can't believe you let me down, you know? And I was like, look, I'm going to quit. And that day I quit cold turkey. That's it. That was it. And I was going from like, so I would drink at, at night. So I would I would function in the day. I'd come home. I'd crack open an 18-pack, and then I'd run out, and then I'd go back to the store and get a 12-pack. And somewhere around midway around that 12-pack, I would pass out, like embarrassingly pass out on the couch or on the floor, wake up, piss all over myself. Like, it, it, embarrassing. Sometimes I would, I mean, I know it's, I'm telling you, I'm, it's vulnerable right now. I'd, uh... I had this thing, you know, I would, uh, I'd mistake the closet for the bathroom at night. I would, I'd wake up and my boots were wet. Like, I don't know if it was sleepwalking or and what. you're like, what happened last hey, night? Yeah. What happened? I can relate, man. And that's the worst feeling. You don't yeah. know what happened. You go out and check your car. You don't know and what. There are people out there that are watching this podcast right now and they can relate too. you know, it's, there's. There's a difference between, uh, none of us are perfect. We're all human beings. Mm. We all have our flaws. We all have things that, that we, we go through. So go ahead, John. Sorry, I didn't mean no, to. No, Michaela, give me your input because if it doesn't feel good, but, you know, when somebody relates to what you've what you've gone through, you know, talking to a sober person, I mean, nothing against sober people, but somebody who hasn't had that vulnerability and had that no self-control 
wouldn't know, you know? They'd be like, yeah. what, you pissed in your boots? I'm like, yeah, dude, I pissed in my boots. I, you know, I, was, I had, you know, and, and I was so insecure. I was so insecure because I had nothing going for me. The greatest, greatest uh, career choice in my life to me was gone, and I couldn't. And that was the, the Navy SEAL. Yeah, and I could never amount up to that. I was, that's i mean that's something hard to come back from yes, you know yeah especially i mean it, it sounds like you that was your trajectory that Absolutely. was that was your path and and sometimes we what we think is our path really isn't our path and was was never really meant to be our path in the first place yeah you hear that song by garth brooks you know unanswered prayers and uh you know and, and for those listening i was not a navy seal i I, I didn't complete training. I, I was in training. So, so you know, I don't want anybody to think I'm uh, no stolen stole valor yeah. or anything. No. Yeah. I did not complete training. Um, so, uh, you know, carrying on. Um, after all that, uh, you know, I quit. And the withdrawals, man, the withdrawals were no joke. I felt like I was straight up dying. You know, they say it's right up there with coming down from heroin. It, it was, you know, going from 20 plus beers every night to absolutely nothing. I was just, it, it was, it was horrible, horrible. I, I missed a couple of days of work and I was in bed. You know, like it was, it was like you see on the movies in the dark room and the, you know, it was no joke. But uh, did you go through withdrawals? I didn't really go through. Uh, so... My my thing wasn't drinking every day. Mm. Um, I only drank three or four days a week. But but with me, once I started drinking, there was no stopping until the house of cards collapsed. Mm. Once the house of cards collapsed, then I'd I'd either you know quit drink or keep drinking, you know, and just stop all over the, all over the cards or whatever. And that's when it would really get you know stupid, or I would uh, I'd pass out and. You know, I, I had my share of dumb things that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, my my thing was that I wrecked two cars in my last three weeks of drinking. And I wrecked one car, and it really, really screwed me up that I did that, you know. And I, I was like, oh, my God, I could have gone to, to jail or prison or something. And then not even three weeks later, I wrecked another car. And the car that, it, it was, it was I, I couldn't do it anymore. I just, I, I knew that something terrible was going to happen if I kept drinking. And I was trying to not drive. I didn't plan on driving before I started drinking. Mm. I was not going to drive. I was just going to drink and stay home. But somehow the plans changed mm-hmm. after I started drinking. So so that's when I had, but as far as withdrawals or anything, I mean, I, I would go through withdrawals every time I drank because it was more... I mean, I'd have a really bad hangover after every time I drank, mm. you know, I mean, I'd sweat the next day and I'd go through that process, but going through a long-term after long-term drinking and going through the entire full detox process, I really didn't have to do that because it was, it was, you know, daily, not yeah. daily, but it was, it was the, the, the day after, if that makes sense. Yes. I, I understand that. And, uh, my guts, my, my insides and, and I would, I would just sweat. I had this constant feeling of paranoia like i need a drink like i i 
I needed to feel normal. And it wasn't even normal. I still didn't feel good. It was it was a constant <clears throat> cycle of just being like, okay, I need to get back to this point to where I feel like 60% of what I should feel, you know? And then just I, trying to get back. Yes, just trying to get back. It was constant. And, and I really, you know, I tried programs. I tried nothing against AA programs or anything, but I tried all the pro, you know, the programs uh, and, uh, you know, the, the military kind of, uh, imp- you know, forced this kind of rehab thing on me. But that only made me want to drink worse because, you know, it's just you're in this weird, uh, weird setting and, and uh, just like, uh, you know. It's kind of like cultish. <laughs> Nothing against AA. I mean, look, AA has saved many people. It really has. But it's just not my Yeah, it's, it's part not of my, my story, too. You know, it, it, it's part of what saved me. Yeah. You know, it. but I, can, I understand what you're saying, too. And Absolutely. Anybody, I mean, a lot of people out there will understand what you're saying, too, with it. It is a little cultish, you know. Yeah, but it, yeah. it saves lives. And, you know, church does, too. And sometimes church and religion isn't for some people. And, and I can see that aspect, too. You know, so, so it's just it's to each his own, whatever, whatever makes you have the best quality of life. You, you go down that path because we are not all the same, you know, right. We're all different. So yeah. different. But anyways, after that, um, so I, I got sober and, um, my brother, he got diagnosed with leukemia back here in Kerrville and, uh, we moved to Kerrville to be closer to him and, and be in the hospital with him and, uh, um, uh, I was planning on drinking again. Like I was planning on just getting it under control and then drinking again, you know, and, uh, just being like, all right, well now I can control it. But, uh, before my brother passed away, I, uh, I promised him that, that, you know, he didn't die for nothing that he saved my life because I promised him that I was done and that I was going to do the best I could. And that, you know, he didn't die in vain and, and, uh, and yeah, it was right there on on his, on his deathbed right there at university hospital on the seventh floor. And, uh, you know, he passed away like 18 hours after that, but I'm not trying to tell a sob story. I just, I just, uh, you know, hopefully he's hearing this too, that, that, you know, he is the reason also why. All of this, all this is happening to me, I believe, you know, I think, I think God gives you the tools and you have to put forth work. You know, people are like, you know, why didn't God get me out of that? Like you had the tools you can like, you know, why did God give him a heart attack? Well, look, he was 400 pounds and he ate chicken every day. And, you know, God gave him the legs to exercise and, you know, I'm not trying to dog on fat people you know what i'm saying like it's okay michaela like it's fine but i i just that that was a bad reference right you're speaking from the heart man i am i am you know one thing about this podcast too is that people are starting to see you know our our, my true character i'm I'm not like trying to be structured anymore robot yeah Yeah. robot like no not even but after all the sadness and heartache and, and, and after all of that, my brother passing, he truly saved my life by, by giving his. And um, Martin Barrera, you want to talk about a, a true man. He was afraid of everything, Michaela, his whole life. Like afraid of, 
like the bees, like when it, there was a bee or something, like even a fly around him, he would think it was a bee and be like, oh, shit, like, dude, running away, afraid of everything. But when the doctor told him at the end, um, there's nothing else we can do for you. I'm sorry, Mr. Barrera, at 32 years old. Oh. Um, he was looking around and he's just like, so I'm not going to be able to drive my car anymore. I'm not going to be able to. It's like, no. And he was like, okay, I want my whole family around me tomorrow. And then I'll say goodbye. And oh. he, he faced it like a man, Michaela, straight up, like, like a man. And, and one of, you know, I always thought like, you know, military, I'm a bigger dude. Like I'm like, I'm a real man. Hell no. That was the manliest shit I've ever seen in my life. He said goodbye to all of us, and the next day he passed away. And you want to talk about a man facing death. I don't know if it's something that the human body naturally does, that the mind just releases something to ease up the stress or the anxiety of passing away. When you truly know that you're going to go, I don't know what the hell it is. I don't. But whatever happened that day gave me a sense of relief because i'm not afraid of death anymore i'm not i'm not afraid of death and that's that right there was um was uh how do you say it when you just feel free like i can't even think of the word right now like it was uh i don't know it was eye-opening because you know like a peace yeah yeah it just gave me death is part of life and uh it is it's all part of the circle it is it is and and and, you know i i see death as it's with me everywhere i go because because it can happen anywhere everywhere you know so i'm not afraid anymore so martin martin added so much value to my life fast forward after that me and so my credit was bad my you know through, through drinking for years and years, I would bust myself up and go get stitched up. And, and that accumulated like um, 80 grand in hospital bills. And then Sheena had like another 40 in student loan and everything. So so we moved here to Centerpoint and we lived in a fifth wheel RV with a leaky roof and, and a creaky floor. And um, we would have to staple blankets over the windows during the winter time and we raised our daughter for two years in there so we stayed for four years in there we didn't invite anybody over Michaela this was at the beginning of the podcast we didn't invite anybody over because it was embarrassing for me as 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 the man like dude your girls you got your girls staying in a fifth wheel um we ate peanut butter and jellies and ramen noodle soups um and what my parents would make too, you know, they, they cooked really good. They were right next door, but we lived below our means for, for four years. We, we paid off all of our debt and my credit score went from like four, 400. Um, and like two days ago, it was like, like seven eighty or something like That's that. That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to flex on my credit score. No flex dude, because I, I mean, it shows the contrast of, how things were going in your life to to now and and somebody out there if they're watching this going you know they people see people and they're like their lives have always been perfect they don't have any oh, problems man. they you know they they're totally different than i am but we really and and even the most prominent people that we've had on this podcast some of them have similar stories 
some of them it, when a when a missile oh, yeah. when a missile takes off all right you know it corrects itself along the way sometimes the beginning of when it takes off it can take a second for the missile to get going mm-hmm. before it goes in a straight path that was a good analogy so is that missile any worse Mm-mm. than any other missile out there no it had a little harder you know it was little rougher time taking off or whatever but it wasn't it doesn't mean the missile's any worse than any other missile out there i like that you know it and it also doesn't mean that the missile's any better than any, any other missile out there either That's unless true. it you know takes out like osama bin laden or something then it's a pretty dang good <laughs> missile but you know you know what i mean yeah absolutely which has already been done but yeah yeah that, that was a good analogy I, I like that but yeah you know and then also going through what we've gone through um it's hard not to be like, well, I've been through this, I've been through that, you know, and then you, you just, no matter who you are, you got to learn to be humble. You do. Yeah. And, and just like you said this morning, you got to learn to be grateful. If you're grateful, you're winning, you know, in we, you know, sometimes we ask our guests, what does success mean to you? What is, what does happiness mean to you? I forget who we asked that to, um, Stephen King. Yeah. What, are you happy? What does happiness mean to you? That was one of the most touching moments on the whole podcast. He's like, well, you know, and then it makes you really reflect. Well, am I happy? And and then like, what is the happiest point in my life? And then it makes you wonder, like, look, if I pass away right now and I see my life flash before my eyes, would it be, what would it be? Would it be my, my job, my truck, my car, my Facebook, my followers? Hell no. It would be my girls. I would see my girls. I would hear, Daddy. I would I would see, man, I would see that table with the chicken nuggets and mashed potatoes and green beans. That's that's my happiness. It truly is. I'm not, man, I, I'm, I don't know. Uh, it, it just really makes you reflect what r- truly matters. And then, then you go back and you're like, okay, how can I provide as much value to what truly matters. And then that is doing what I think I'm doing right is trying to bring as much income in and also trying to spend as much time and be a good daddy. And, and, uh, I think the career path that I chose gives me the, the, uh, flexibility to do both, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, what other, what other brain busters you got? <laughs> so, so, uh, you, you've started, you do several different things. You do Matterport. Oh yeah. Go there virtual you, tours. Yeah. You yeah, go there virtual tours. You've done some great virtual tours. Uh, the museum of Western art is a phenomenal one that you've oh, done. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't seen that, go check, go to their website and check it out. I think they just shared it on Facebook last yeah, week. Yeah. Go there. Virtual tours.com. Also, uh, curve of lighting. Uh, you've done Curvo Lighting. Yeah, Hill Country Lighting, Denny uh, Foster. That's right, Hill Country Lighting, yeah. Uh, you've done Hill Country Lighting, mm-hmm. and, and I actually, I mean, I clicked on that, and you can, you can like, literally see everything about these lights. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is like, you talk about detail. There's so much detail in that Matterport. It is crazy. It is. It's, and then, <clears throat> on top of that, yeah, the power washing. Yeah, super power washing. Super, super power po- washing. <laughs> and, uh, you, I mean, you power wash the Kylo Theater. Oh, yes. Giant job, you know, with the Kahlo Theater. Absolutely. I'm blessed for that one. And then you went and got your real estate license on top of it. And that real estate license, 
that's not easy to get. No, they they make sure you know they they weed out they weed out anybody who doesn't really really want to. It's crazy because you go through that course, and it's more about protecting the consumer. The, yeah. whole, the whole thing's about protecting the, you know, the person you're representing, your your fiduciary duties. And, and I, I took it as a joke at first, really. I blew through the course, and then I took my first test, and I failed the state. And I was like, what in the world? And they they really want you to, to study and know that thing. Yeah, know? yeah, front and back. Yeah, yeah. So, and and uh, so you get your real estate license, and now you have a new career doing real estate. Yes. Now the work starts. Yeah. Now yeah. the real work begins. Now so it does. What What does it mean for anybody out there that is is watching this podcast? They're getting to know you a little bit, and people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, you know. And and to anybody out there watching this podcast, and all the hundreds of real estate agents just in this area, why should people choose John Barrera as their real estate agent? Well, the, you know, they can choose anybody they're comfortable with. But you've already given us a hundred thousand reasons, by the way. Yeah. Just since the beginning of this, but I want to, I want because I, you know, I will not lie. If I don't know something, I'll be like, look, I don't know, but let's figure out together. Let's go talk to my team because um, I, I have a team behind me: uh, Summer Tinsley, uh, Brittany, Br- Brittany Kosh, Ka. I, I can't really pronounce her K O C H. She's my mentor. And, uh, you know, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, if you have one of us, you have all of us. Because every, you know, at, at that meeting, at that table, it's, okay, what do you got? What do you got? What, and then everybody's collaborating and working together with all of their buyers, all of their sellers. Hey, do you need help with this? Do you need help with that? All right. Well, what, you know, and it's it's just, it's all a unit. It's all a team. And uh, that's that's why that's incredible. they're successful. Yeah. Like like the, yeah. the Spurs, like the, you know, I was, I was about to say Cowboys, not like the Cowboys. but So but, you're not just getting a real estate agent. No. You're getting a real estate team. The whole team. The whole team. When you talk to one, you talk to all of us. And um, I, I am the little fish, you know. Summer was talking about surrounding yourself with, you know, people on, on another level than you at the same thing that you want to be like, you know, sur- surrounding yourself with greater people, more successful, you more successful than you in something that you want to do, you know, and, and that only makes sense. I'm not going to go get guitar lessons from somebody learning the chords, you know, right, right. Yeah. I, I, I want to learn from a man who knows or a woman who knows what exactly what she's doing and, and teach me. And that's exactly that's exactly why I'm the little fish and I'm honored and proud to be the little fish. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they're, they're a powerhouse. So hopefully, um, I can provide value in, you know, if there's, if there's a house that's, that is the team has that needs pressure washing, maybe I can raise a little equity in pressure washing virtual tour there's a seller there's a buyer in california who wants to move to texas but they can't just fly over and tour the house they want to tour it that day boom i'll send over a link to the virtual tour and give a personal you know hello mr johnson this is the kitchen you were asking about here are the measurements and uh be be very personal with with uh the virtual tour that's a value man absolutely yeah so so you know I'm, i'm i'm thankful that that my 
my businesses, me and my wife's business, um, kind of correlate with real estate and, you know, it's, it's, it's providing value and I'm just so happy they gave me a shot. Really? Like, like I said, the work truly starts now. It does. All right. There's one more thing that I, that I want to say. Um, and it's just, we were talking about, uh, opening up and being able to talk to people, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I took a note here because this, this to me is extremely important in life to anybody out there that's, that's, has a hard time talking to people. So if there are people out there that you have a hard time talking to, that you know the person, you know of the person, but you're afraid to have that conversation with that person because you don't know if they'd accept you or, or whatever, whatever the case may be, right? Would you physically get down on your hands and knees and go over to that person and ask them for acceptance? No. Would, would you physically get on your hands and knees and crawl over to somebody and say, hey, will you please uh, have a, a uh, conversation with me? No. You wouldn't beg them like that. Why would we do that mentally? Mm. Why would we ever, ever, with anybody out there, we're no better than anybody else, we're no worse than anybody else. Why would we ever physically or mentally get down on our hands and knees and beg somebody to have a conversation with us. That's that's powerful. Because that's what you're doing in your mind. Yeah. That's what's going on up there. <clears throat> I've been there. When I first spoke with you, I was I was I was kind of at that level. I was so nervous. Do you know why I reached out to you? I don't. I mean I know you <laughs> told me but I wasn't I was being selfish. I, I wasn't, I, I honestly was reaching out to you because you had curvo breaking news. And I was like, how can, how can we blow up this, this network? I wasn't looking for a friendship. I wasn't looking for a podcast and, and Michaela, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I'll tell you the truth and, and it is the truth. And, and I feel bad about it because I didn't realize, I truly didn't, that you were a genuine, good person. You know, you, you hear about these people, you see these people, these guests that come in, and you have, you have your predetermined deposition or whatever of them. And you're like, you, they start talking, and you're like, wow, this, this, this person is like me, you know? Just like we were talking a second ago. So so I wanted to let everybody know that, you know, we we haven't always been friends. And, and I'm very, very close to you. You're one of my best friends. Same here. Yeah. And and that started off with with me being selfish and just like, how can Michaela help me? Well, Mike Taylor at the time. Rest in peace, Mike Taylor. <laughs> how can Michaela uh, help me blow this thing up? And, and I'm, I'm sorry about that. I really am. Cause I didn't know, I didn't know you were a genuine person. I didn't know something beautiful was going to come out of it. I didn't. And, and, uh, I'm not saying that I came in to use you, but 
it wasn't like that. It was, it was more of like a business kind of thing. Like how can, how can Michaela help me, you know? And then out of it came something so beautiful. And I didn't realize I'd care this much about you. Same here. I'd lay down my life for you. I would. Same here. I I would, I would, I would go to war for you. Like really, I got your back. And, uh, I truly mean that. So I was being a little bit selfish too. What? <laughs> I, I so uh, there's this. Uh, so when somebody comes to you and they're like, "Well, let's do this," all right, let's let's uh, let's start this small business network. Let's get this thing started. Good. I'm glad it wasn't just me. And I'm thinking, all right, well, how can I capitalize off of the situation? Absolutely. And let, let me <laughs> let me explain what John Brera did. So. John comes to me and he's like, yeah, uh, how, how do we do this? We'll start lining up guests for this podcast and we'll get this podcast out. And, uh, this, uh, I'll explain to him that having a podcast is a power move. You know, it's, it is a power move mm-hmm. and it attracts people. <clears throat> it pulls people in, you know, mm. and remember that conversation? Oh we had, yeah. We had that kind con- and I wanted downstairs. to start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was downstairs. Your office was down there at the time. And I'd been wanting, and I'd started uh, something called KB Inspire uh, back in like 2019 or something like that. And I had a couple of great guests on it, but then it really didn't go anywhere, you know? So when you, when you came into my office that day and we met and you started, you know, telling me about this network, well, let's start the, the Facebook group, but also let's get this podcast going. And you brought, John's the one that lines up the guests for the Kerrville podcast. I don't like, I, first of all, I, I'm, I'm running and gunning 15 hours a day. Yeah. So for me to pick up the phone and call people and get people on the podcast, and I know that you're very busy too. So the fact is that you were, that you did this. I mean, that's, that's awesome. That, that Thank you. Michaela. I, it, it really says it, a lot of people, they come in. And they're like, I want to do this. And I say, okay, prove it. Mm-hmm. What are you willing to do to make this happen? Yeah. Hey, you never see him again. What are you bringing to the table? Yeah, what are you going to bring to the table? What are you going to do? What kind of work are you going to put in? I said that to John. And, and this is for anybody out there that's thinking about going with John as a real estate agent for your house. Because I, I basically said, prove it to this guy. Prove that you want to do this. And what did he do? He proved it. This is podcast number 63. You know how many of the guests John scheduled for this podcast? Uh, 61. Wow. 61 of the guests. The only two guests that John didn't schedule are myself and John. He added every other one to the calendar. He set up every single guest on this Curvo podcast. That means a lot. So... You're giving me way too much credit here, man. You're the one that went out and got these guests. I I, I get on the mic and talk and and uh, run the equipment. But you're the one that put in the work for the Curveball Podcast. So you, you said you were being selfish, but you really weren't because you uh you you put the uh work behind what you were saying. You didn't just say one thing and do another. You, you you said what you were going to do, and then you did it. 
And yeah. it comes back to that integrity, like we, we've been talking about all episode. Well, thank you. That means a lot. And I knew you had the integrity from the first time I met you. Really? You can tell. Yeah. How so? I, I just I just knew. I knew you were a straight shooter. I knew you didn't lie. Sometimes you can you can you can get that sense out of people. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think energy, like you can feel it, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, sometimes it sucks to be 100% brutally honest all the time. Sucks, mm-hmm. you know? But you know what? It's better in the long run. Yeah. It's better to be honest now than, than uh, having to be honest later. Having to remember stuff. You yeah. know, and, and I used to not be like that, Michaela. I used to sit, tell somebody I would be there and I would get drunk and then make up an excuse. You know, when I woke up, oh, I'm sorry, my, my dog, you know, got diarrhea or something like that. I I was not like that, and I didn't, you know, I, I saw relationships, um, you know, like trust be lost, and, uh, you know, hey, I'll be here, oh, I'm okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good, last time you didn't show up, and, you know, and it was because I was drunk, I was, I was drinking, feeling sorry for myself, you know, giving me, a, like, ah, man, I missed that red light, you know, now I'm going to go home and, you know, I would, I would, you know, I was, I was unreliable. I was very unreliable. That's why I cherish, uh, our relationship and each relationship I've made since, since I've been sober, I, I, I hold it near and dear to my heart and, uh, my marriage, my, my, my relationship, my fatherhood, you know, um, and then with my family, any monetary relationship I have, um, I don't like to owe anybody anything. Yeah. I hear you. You know? Because I just got out of debt, and uh, I don't I don't like to owe anybody anything. Um, from now on, uh, I, I'm not loaning any money out anymore. I, I will give. You know, if 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 I somebody needs help, I will give. Um, but you know, if you ever want to get somebody out of your life, loan them you some loan money. Loan some damn money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You know, it, I'm not trying to be jaded, and I wouldn't throw out any names out there. I wouldn't. But, you know, it's just I um, cherish my relationships so, so much that I'm not ever going to do anything to uh, to chance it anymore, really. Um, if if anybody got anything out of this podcast, just know I'm human. I've I've made mistakes in the past, um, mostly due to alcohol. Really, I can't think of one thing that didn't happen because of alcohol. I hear you, man. You know, and and I'm not alcohol just because alcohol exists. You know, I had to go drink the, I had to go drink it first, you know? So it was my fault, but I, I truly own up to 100% of everything that I've ever done. And, um, for those hearts that I've broken along the way, I'm truly, truly sorry. I really am. But I want, you know, I want my people to know that, that um, my life, my, the quality of life that I have now wouldn't be the way it is if I didn't go through what I did. Yeah. Every, uh, every great novel has a couple rough chapters. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's only up from here. I know things are going to suck sometimes, but uh, I, I think I've gone through training you know, I think this yeah. is all training. Yeah, you've done your push-ups. Yeah, if you and it, and you know those who are still there, really, 
those who are still there and even closet drinkers, whether it's drinking or not, whatever it is, food, whatever, you know, it's, it's okay to, to be the little fish. It's okay to start somewhere, you know, starting is the hardest part, but once you get a chugging along, like seriously, when you work out, you know, when you jump on the elliptical, that first five minutes sucks, but then you're like, all right, you it's know, not so bad. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so just for those of y'all listening and anybody in this, anybody that's going through that, please don't give up and please start something. Start one baby step and log it, write it down. Whatever goals you have, write them down. Really? That man, this right here, these little dude, 97 cents and, and wherever you can find something to write with. Or you can be all extra. And, yeah. Uh, spend a ton of money on to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> 97 cents, 9700. Not, <laughs> Not use it half the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, y'all just stay blessed. Uh, the Curvo podcast has been so beneficial to me and my family because of uh, the quality. Like, I, I feel like it's made me a better person. I, I feel like I've benefited so much just having different people in, in the seat that I'm in right now and just asking them anything I want. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, isn't that amazing? We can ask them anything. We can get them the, anybody. Look, once the once the tape starts rolling on this podcast, it doesn't come off. No. E- everything stays on there. We don't edit the Curvo podcast. Yeah, not anymore, really. You know, and, and our guests are more comfortable. There's like, only been one that I know that we've edited, and that was the one with uh with Brenda Hughes on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because we were laughing too and, dang and the, hard. The only reason, the only reason that I edited this one is all I did. I didn't edit any of the content out, other than she was talking about the youth event center and how, <laughs> Brenda. Uh, I love Brenda. I love dude. Brenda too. She was talking about the youth event center, <laughs> and she was talking about how all the kids in there uh, they had to put their feet in the in the dirt where the animals had <laughs> their been. Their feet. And, and she said feet, and I just lost it, and I literally laughed through the rest of the podcast so i did i did go back into adobe premiere and and uh stretch that video out to edit my my camera out but other than that we don't edit this podcast like all the audio everything that people say stays in i think we got a better system michaela of making people feel comfortable yeah you know the first three minutes like oh that's what i sound like you know and then you you answer a question and then you're like oh that's one that's one thing that i did right okay well let's do this and then they get in their groove you know yeah and to see somebody open up that was initially shy that's that's a beautiful thing and john brer is a very good interviewer thank as you. well thank yeah. you yeah and and you have to be especially in real estate let me let me let me go back to that real quick because look when you're when you're getting to know your real estate clients you want you want somebody that's going to get personal and ask you the the personal things that now there's some things you can't ask but yeah. but ask you the things to get you to open up so they they know exactly what you're looking for and exactly what you want yes instead of somebody that says okay uh three bedroom two bath uh 1800 square feet all right let me let me get five houses for you to look at or whatever no you want somebody that really knows you know what kind of backyard do you want fence in your backyard do you want do you want this or right, what you know how close to the school do you want to be you know, you, listen. Yeah, to actually listen to what you have to say. Can you even ask how close to a school you do want to be? I don't. I don't know if you can ask that. Um. Yeah. You. You can ask. You know what? What? You know, if you want to be by school, if you have children and stuff, you can't ask things like you know, um, uh, about like race and right. sex and you know, because then that's like you know going against 
uh, certain and there's family thing that's there too that you can't yeah 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 there's there's certain things that you can't ask but that's just what i learned from the from the exam and the exam is just that's totally different than you know like like summer britney said okay you passed cool now you begin learning you know it's like the exam doesn't really teach you how to how to like you know, sell a house. I mean, you learn a one to four family contract and that's about it. The exam teaches you how to not get sued. Is y- Yeah. 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 And, and how to not, not, uh, make sure that you're following all the laws, you know, very much so. And just yeah. the best entrance in, in uh, interest of your client. Yeah. They, they protect the consumer big time. Yeah. And, and the consumer should be protected big time. Absolutely, this is this is like the the biggest purchase of their life in in most cases. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they need the protections there to be able to protect them, you know. And you can thank people over the years that have uh, not had the integrity like John Brewer has, you thank know, you. Over, over the years for for those. But you know, those are in place for a reason, and they're and they're needed. You know, they are. They're they're very much needed. So, uh, Michaela, uh, I, I didn't want to cut you off, but I want our our guests to know. Um, what, whatever trade you're in, it, it's, if we've had somebody on in the same trade, this is a, this is a network really. I, I don't want y'all to think that we are team so-and-so or team so-and-so we're trying to, we're trying to promote everybody who adds value to Kerrville. And if they may be in the same trade as you, that's okay. You know, come on. Come on, yeah. The there is podcast. no exclusivity based on yeah, uh, yeah, type of business on this podcast you know, at all. I get that all the time, Michaela. Really, oh, you've had, and I'm not saying names, but I I get that all the time. Well, ha- I, I saw so and so was on there, so um, you know, maybe next time I'm like, that's their podcast. No, it's not. It's not no, it's it's uh, it, it's our podcast, and we'll choose who to you know. Yeah, and and 99 percent of the people that want to be on the podcast, we. We say, come on on the podcast. Come on. Have we, if, ever, have we even turned anybody down? That Have we ever turned anybody down that wanted to be on the podcast? I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. I don't think yeah. we've And you know what? Even if somebody politically uh, agrees with something that I don't, come on. Dude, look at Joe Rogan. He'll get, he'll get somebody who's uh, pro-something and anti-something and have them back-to-back on the podcast and be like, okay, I, I think it was just like global warming this last past month and he had somebody pro global warming um and anti global warming like whatever but he had both of them on and he's like okay well you know and then they were giving him crap because they're like oh you're pro and then he had the other guy on like oh you're anti you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so but yeah we don't want to we at the same time we're not we're not going to turn this into a argument podcast where no. people are are debating each other it's more about it, lifting people up and uh, lifting up the community because I started with nothing. I came to Kerrville when I was 19 years old on a Greyhound bus with a duffel bag mm. and had nothing else. You know, I, I didn't have, I didn't even have a place to stay the first night I was here. I had nothing. And there are a lot of people out there that start that way. And And for me, I want anybody out there, if you're, if if you're on your friend's phone right now because you don't even have a phone and you're seeing this podcast and you're seeing where where we come from just know that you can get out of that situation 
There's there's really no situation that you can't get out of. Seriously. That's the TikTok clip right there. I hope so. If you don't put that on, I'm going to put it on, Michaela. Oh, I'm going to make a TikTok. Uh, so I'm going to hit marketing so hard, Michaela. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to use every resource I have. That's that's what, you know, I, I door knock. I'm a door knocker. And I'm not afraid to get, get you know, 50 no's for one yes. Yeah. That's okay. And I just want to introduce myself to everybody. I'm going to list all my neighborhoods down and I'm going to door knock. I'm going to pass out cards. Then I'm going to market again Facebook ads. I'm going to market everywhere I can possibly market. And I want people to know me and people to hear this. I'm going to put this on my page, really, because I, you know, I know I'm vulnerable right now, but that's okay. I want people to know who I truly am, what I've been through, and uh, my plans. And and you can redeem yourself. You really can. You know, vulnerability is really the thickest armor that you can wear. That's an oxymoron right there. Isn't it? Yeah. Where'd you find that? But isn't it true? It is. Where'd you find that quote? I just came up with it. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, I did. It, It really is, though. I mean, if you're if if you've already said it, then then what else can anybody else out there say? You know, yeah, they already said that. You know, it's yesterday's news. For real, seriously, that is crazy. Is it? Is that how you feel? You yeah. know, mid transition. Yeah, and that's. I just I don't give a shit anymore. I just don't care. Yeah. Seriously, I'll wear whatever the hell I want to wear. I'll go wherever I want to do. I'll paint my nails. I'll I'll have my hair done. I don't give a shit. I'll go anywhere and talk to anybody. Seriously. Have you changed anybody's mind or had somebody come in with a with a prearranged mindset and then you're like, hey, what's up? How are you? And you show them who you truly are. Have you or has that not ha- happened yet? I mean, if it has happened, I mean, uh, there have been a few cases, you know, nothing, nothing crazy, you know, but uh, I, I, I lost some people out of my circle. But were they really in my circle to begin with? Mm. You, know, you know who I lost by transitioning? I lost the people that criticized me. I lost the people that I lost the, the negative people in my life that criticized everything I did, whether it was good or bad. They criticized everything. You know, I lost those people. Yeah. Thank God they're gone. And guess what? Uh, in the voids where they were came people that had my back and that are supportive of me. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so now I lost a bunch of negative people and gained a bunch of positive people. You know, I had such a hard time in the beginning. I did because I was so afraid to offend you. I was, uh, it was something that I've never, never uh, experienced. You hear about it happening to like, you hear about, you know, oh, hey, my, my cousins, you know, but it happened in my immediate circle. And, you know, I, I just, I've always had this, you know, predetermined mindset of, about um, a certain group of people. And, you know, I just, I, I fell in love with you before, before your transition. And, and, and now, now I love you even more, you know, and, and not, not the way that some people could take that, but yeah. I, hey, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good looking lady. Uh, well, thank you. No, I, I, it just, you know, I, you know, raising Kerrville. Raised, raised in the hill country, it's almost like there's there's a certain ideology that there is, yeah, 
you know, I'm not saying it's left or right or whatever. There y'all, a lot y'all of fear. say what y'all want to say. There's a lot of fear tactics out there too. Yeah, there are. And a lot of On a daily be, basis, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's where my insecurities kind of dropped too because I just had this, I had this, uh, I married my idea. I felt like I fell into a certain slot that I had to, okay, well, let me look it up. Does does a right agree with this or does a left agree with that? You know, like, I, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And and I, I don't want to get political here, but I completely checked out of all politics. All politics. I don't, I. I unfollowed every politician on uh, Twitter that I used to follow. Yeah, every every political news source that I used to follow. It I don't, gets toxic. I don't follow any any of them. Anybody. I don't follow any politicians. Even even uh, I do follow uh, Mayor Blackburn. That's but, my boy right there. But uh, <laughs> other, I mean, like I used to follow like the mayor of Austin. I used to. I, I unfollowed him. I unfollow everybody. I, I don't follow any politicians. I don't want. I don't. I don't want their way of thinking to bleed onto me anymore. I just want to be me. Yeah. I don't want to. I. You can take your politics and shove them up your ass. I, I, seriously. Yeah. I, I don't want politics around me. You know. You know. Um, there's an agenda behind all that stuff. It's not even common sense. There's an agenda behind it all. Yeah. It's, it gets ugly. You know. And it gets toxic. And and you know you put on uh, Fox or CNN, and it's it's like whoa. It's just like a trash talking storm about each other. And I do lean right. I want everybody to know that's, I'm sorry. I, that's just, that's just how I've always been. And, uh, I, I am, I am conservative, but, um, I, I've found myself watching less and less, you know, it stresses me the hell out. It does. That's what it's meant to do. It stresses me out. The the point, the point of that stuff is to, uh, get you emotionally involved in it to get your money. Basically. Yeah. it, It, for two things to get you emotionally involved in it to a get your money or B, get your vote. That's it. And to get you to buy a damn my pillow. <laughs> hey, I have a couple of my pillows. They're actually pretty comfortable. <laughs> it worked. <Yeah>. It worked. <laughs> hey, but um, no, I just uh, I, I I don't know. You, you know this. You, your transition helped me out. I, I mean, I, I think I think in the beginning you're like, look, I'm gonna help a lot of. Well, I told you, I'm like, look, you're gonna help a lot of people like you here in Kerrville. But I didn't know you were going to help a lot of people not like you here. In I didn't know that either. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I at that point, and I, and I, I was, and I was talking with John about this when I, when I came out and told John what, what was going on. Um, I told John, I said, look, I, I haven't been being myself this whole time. And, and uh, to mm. be myself, it's a pretty uh, extreme thing that i have to do you know in order to be myself but that's me and i said when i i want to help people Mm. and i can't help people you know we're doing this podcast i can't help people if i'm if i'm hiding who i truly am you know this is me this is this is who i am this is uh, you know and to truly you can't you can't fake you can't fake and and help people truly help people. You got to be real. You got to be raw. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you're that's what I'm talking about. Vulnerability is is literally the thickest armor you can wear. Absolutely. Because I'm, if you're vulnerable, what else can people take away from you? I mean, seriously, they can't. I have more pride now than I ever have, and I know who I truly am, and I let it all out. And if you want to make fun of me or hit me up, hit me up on Messenger. I don't care. Eight three zero four nine six one seven nine one. Call me. That's all right. Really. Really, because I'm at a point in my life 
to where I truly understand who I am and, and I truly have my why. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm not trying to get, you know, religious, um, but, but I, you know, I'm a true believer of, of Jesus and, uh, I, I just, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm really not. I'm not. I'm excited. I've, I've, I've been, I've lived in an RV with my girls, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in debt. I'm not afraid. I can get out of it again. What's the worst? Seriously. What's the, I'm not afraid. So once you, once you get that mindset, I mean, that's really when the super highway of life begins, Mm. you know, and, and, uh, AA on page 164 of the big book, it talks about the, uh, broad super highway of life, you know, Wow. and, uh, living in 4d, you know, and, uh, once you get past all that stuff and you just throw you basically, basically you take off all that old fake, rusty, heavy armor and you replace it with a new armor. I hope y'all don't know. I hope y'all know I wasn't dogging on AA. I wasn't. I know. I know. I I wasn't. You know, it's just it's just it's it's for some didn't. people and other others it isn't. You know. Yeah. And and uh, and, and look, I I believe that I, I'm Christian. I 100 percent believe in Jesus, and I do believe that God <laughs> has my back, and Jesus has my back too. You're mess. You know? You're you're gonna you're gonna you're freaking out the Karens, Michaela. It doesn't matter what the Karens say, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it doesn't matter what the Karens say. It 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 doesn't. I think know? that's awesome. You know, it's, it's just your average your average person. Um, one of our guests was out there, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, um, we're God loving." Michaela too. I'm like, "Yeah, Michaela too." Yeah. Why why would I not love God? God <laughs> has done so much for me you know, in my life. It, it's you know. Uh, I, I don't know why um, Antichrist and trans are even, or, or not believing. You know why? You know why? It's because people want your vote and they want your money. That's why. They want your tithe. Yeah, that's why. You know, they, 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 want, your, they want your vote. Politicians want your vote and they want your money. That's what it's all about. And you got, you got your, uh, and then you have your people out there that they uh, repeat everything that comes down the line. Hmm. So uh, then that you have divot. your, they're parroters. That divot. Yeah, they, they just, they, they just, they parrot it. Uh, oh, this is what they said. Let me, let me re-say it, you know? And uh, that's, that's great. But how do you, how do you really feel? You know? Yeah. Uh, let's go back to politics. I want to talk about. We're on, we're at a, an hour six here. Whoa. On this. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to talk about, um, uh, there's an election happening right now. My sister-in-law is running for mayor of Pilot Point. That's awesome. That's freaking yeah. cool. And then, uh, um, you know, there's there's local people here who we've had on the podcast who are genuinely good people. 100%. And yeah. I, you know, just because, you know, I'm not into politics, like, you know, I vote how I vote, but, you know, I see, I see these people and I love these people and I truly get to understand that they're just people like us, you know? Um, the people maybe on a higher level, bigger level playing the game, you know, maybe not so, but, um, 
don't let this or don't let, you know, Fox or CNN deter you from from going out and doing what you believe in. You know, um, I was really nervous at the beginning of this podcast. And before we take off, I just wanted to um, basically what I've learned in my 32 years is that, you know, it ain't perfect. It's OK. You're going to screw up um, just like a toddler learning to walk, you fall, get up, fall or a baby learning to walk, you fall, get up. It's, and that's just how life really is. And um, I'm sure I have so, I have so much more to learn, so much more to learn, including my new career. But um, that's that's how I see what I've been through. I fell um, and then I got up and I learned from getting up that I can get up again if I do fall again. So just please know that I'm not perfect but I'm trying my darndest to, to provide as much value as I can to my family, to my God, and to the city of Kerrville. And uh, I'm honored to be on the Kerrville podcast. I'm honored to be part of the Kerrville podcast. Thank you, Jam. Thank you, Michaela. Really. And thank you, Kerrville, for listening. All right. That's going to wrap up uh, episode number 63. John Barrera on the uh, Kerrville podcast. And you can get this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, bunch of them anchor you can also get this on youtube and the curval podcast facebook page as well so all right thursday we'll be back with number 64 speaking of 64 uh kind of reminds me of nintendo 64 and i'm going to segue into something else here what's that because you're talking about levels yeah you know if you're stuck at a certain level in life let's say you're at level one and you've been at level one for the past 20 years and you just can't get to, to level two just remember that levels are meant to be beaten. Keep working at it. Keep Absolutely. practicing. Keep doing your thing, and you will get to the next level. You know, next thing you know, you'll be fighting Bowser. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. Louis Amistoy is next. Oh, man. Louis Amistoy. <laughs>